Hey everyone! So it's been a really long time. <laughs> it's now 2019. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. It's really just a recap of where I've been, where I am now, and where I'm going this year. So let me just start off by reintroducing myself. So my name is Lunex Jurgato. I use they, them pronouns. I identify as non-binary, um, queer, just a fucking badass. (laughs) Um, and I just really wanted to start podcasting, but I always felt like insecure about the things I said or what I was talking about, or if I really had a platform or a voice to speak about these issues. So I'm glad that I'm putting myself out there. Um, it's a new year, new me. <laughs> no, honestly, it is though. Like, not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, come on. So, um, still learning Spanish in 2019. I'm getting more confident. I'm mostly just unlearning a lot of the stigma that I had growing up because I would be like made fun of a lot because I wouldn't be speaking Spanish correctly. And the people are like, oh my God, you said water incorrectly. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I'm trying. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying here. You don't have to be so mean about it. <laughs> uh, so that was wild. Um, 2018, I didn't make a documentary. I wanted to, but I just didn't have the time or the funds to make it something amazing. So, you know, in the future, that would be amazing. Um, I started a job in May of 2018, like when I graduated college, I basically was a volunteer with the organization that I work with. And now I am a paid staff member working with the individuals that I was once volunteering as. So that's amazing. I'm doing amazing work Um, at my organization. I have, you know, been on committees and been um, to different community meetings. And right now I received a grant from another podcast called Gender Reveal. They're amazing. Um, Thank you so much, Gender Reveal, for um, the money to fund a project to help LGBT individuals, specifically transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming individuals in the LA um, county that are experiencing homelessness. So with that money, we were able to buy blankets, water bottles, hygiene kits, um, baby wipes with that funding. And with some other funding that we got um, from work, we were able to get food. We are looking into getting uh, menstrual products, like, you know, tampons, um, pads, and making safe sex kits just if they want to engage in sex. I mean, people can engage in sex even if they don't have a permanent place to stay every night, you know, like sex is sex. And if folks want to engage in sex, it's really important to have safe sex kits and information on, you know, getting tested specifically like free testing clinics that they can know their status and be able to protect themselves. So that was amazing. Um, 2018, I published a 
um, podcast episode talking about sex, and I made a very um, stigmatizing comment about the person that I was with, you know, and talking about clean and dirty and and all this stuff. And that's really stigmatizing. So I do apologize about that. Um, It's not okay to call someone dirty um, if they have an STI. If someone has an STI, they're very common. Um, All STIs are treatable. Some are curable. Just want to let folks know that. And if someone doesn't have an STD, like we shouldn't be like, oh my God, they're clean. It's like they just don't have an STD. So we have to be careful with the words that we use because the words that we use have meaning and those meanings could hurt people depending on how they perceive it. Um, you know, the context in which folks say it. So I just want to be really aware of the language that I use now because I notice sometimes when I make comments or jokes people get offended. And, you know, I made a few mistakes this year that have costed me a few friendships. And, you know, I apologized for my actions. I, you know, owned up to my actions. I was accountable for what happened. And I accepted the consequences. And the consequences of my actions um, were I'm no longer friends with those people because those people don't want to be my friends. And that's their choice, and I have to respect that and move on and make my peace with it. Um, So I just want to make a mention about that for my old podcast episode. Uh, This year, I've just been really working on myself. I finished therapy last year, which was really amazing because I got a lot of skills and a lot of tools to implement it in terms of like Uh, whenever I have like a breakdown or if I'm panicking or if I'm ever in a situation where I feel unsafe in a romantic setting, a platonic setting, I know what affects me and I know how to help myself in those moments. This year, I've experimented a lot more with makeup. I've gotten better, I would say. Um, If folks want to see my makeup skills, they can go to my Instagram for the show. It's called Queer Radio Podcast. Wow, I literally am like eight minutes into the show and I forgot I rebranded this podcast. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, if people want to see my makeup looks, they can follow me on Queer Podcast or Queer Radio Pod. (laughs) I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) Queer Radio Pod on Instagram. They can also follow me on my main Instagram account, Lunex Turgato, all one word. And they can look at my stories. They can look at the posts that I never post because I have so much insecurity about it because I've had uh, relationships where social media was used as a trigger. And if I would post things, I would be scrutinized and told that I was stupid and I shouldn't have posted that and I have no right to post those things. So to those people, thank you. Next. Um, Not about that life. 2019. I'm respecting myself. No matter what, no matter what. Um, So I changed the podcast name to Queer Radio because I realized Honest and Gay was limiting. And as I was developing and as I was growing into my identities, I began to understand that gay for me 
wasn't what I was feeling. It wasn't the only thing that I was feeling. Yeah, I can use the word gay to describe myself or describe my friends or describe situations in the LGBT community. But I know that for myself, to affirm myself, (laughs) I like the words queer, I like the words trans, I like the words femme, I like the words non-binary, and those are more affirming to my identity. So I wanted to rebrand this podcast to reflect that, to reflect that growth, (laughs) that growth, that change, that willingness and ability to change. Um, So that was amazing. And so I just wanted to put that out there so that way people are like, wait, wasn't it Honest and Gay? The four people that actually listened to it all the way through? (laughs) Stop. Um, So that was amazing. Sorry if I'm saying um a lot. This is my first episode. Like, I'm just kind of saying what I need to say. And if people resonate with certain things, I'll make, you know, segments and stuff like that. But right now, I'm just doing what I want, doing what I can, and making the best of the situation. (laughs) Um, 2018. I continued teaching with Planned Parenthood Los Angeles. Um, I'm a sexual health educator. And it's amazing because... Even after finishing college, I was still able to um, intern with them. I'm still interning with them. My one-year commitment technically ends in May. Um, I might stay. just depends on where I'm at in my life. If I get into um, a teaching program this year, then I might continue, but I might not continue in the capacity that I'm doing now. I might not have the time um, or the resources to um, give my time. So I have to really see. But for this year, 2019, I just got approved to go to the Capitol with Planned Parenthood Los Angeles on the capital of California, Sacramento, um, to take part in the Capitol Day, which is talking about advocacy um, for Planned Parenthood, specifically for healthcare and making healthcare more accessible, inclusive, um, and most importantly, you know, just more affirming for everyone and it's really amazing so that's going to be in april i'm hoping i can make a podcast episode about it i'm gonna see i have to go to a training about it so they're going to go over policies logistics what we can do what we can't do what we can't say what we can't say stuff like that so i'm just excited for the opportunity um i made a really amazing friend at work um their name is anna they're awesome. I'm going to link their Instagram down below. So if you want to just chase a little bit, if you want to be like, oh, who's Anna? Who are they? Are they cute? Are they single? I don't know. Why don't you go look at their Instagram? Um, they're amazing because we just connect so like, well, we're able to respect one another. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's an amazing friendship right now. It's very new and I'm excited to see what the world has for us. Um, we Speaking of friends and, like, stuff for this year, I'm going to go see Bad Bunny. Like, ah, Bad Bunny. My obsession, my literal lock screen on my phone that is my main lock screen and my wallpaper when I unlock my phone. It's Bad Bunny. I'm seeing him in April as well. Um, In March, I'm seeing my friend Amber. Finally, I have not seen her since we graduated, which was back in May of 2018. So I'm seeing her in March 2019. Um, It's going to be really amazing. I'm going to spend six days with her and 
it's going to go by like this, but I know that was a pretty weak snap, but it's going to be amazing to see her and spend time with her and just to catch up because I know she's someone that's really important to me and someone that I value um, as a person and as a friend. So I love you, Amber. I can't wait to see you soon, which is next month. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And did I learn how to ride a bike? Um, I rode a bike for like five seconds by myself. Am I good at riding a bike? No. Is riding a bike for me? No. But did I try it? Yes, I did. So thank you to my friends, Melissa, Percy, and Rachel um, for helping me do that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know. I just, because of therapy and because of my life in 2018, I was just really able to grow as a person. And it's really amazing that I can grow um, so much in such a small amount of time. I'm just really amazed and really blown away by who I am. And I've come out a lot, you know, come out a lot in 2018 and I'm still coming out in 2019. And, you know, I lost some friends this year. I did. I lost some, some friends that I thought were going to be my friends for a while, but all friendships, you know, friendships, some of them last a long time, some of them are short, but it's really important to learn from every friendship. So although that friendship ended, I learned some valuable things. I learned some valuable lessons and I will be more, you know, mindful of it in the future when I make new friends. And this year, it's just, it's a year that I've been challenged a lot. And we're back. <laughs> so 2019, here we are, you know, February, Valentine's Day was a couple days ago. And I am just living my best life. I have developed so much confidence this year. I have developed so much awareness this year and so much healing this year that I can't even begin to understand who I was before I felt the way that I felt right now. Um, I went to a conference in San Diego a couple weeks ago for work um, at Strength United, and it was a child maltreatment, um, child and family maltreatment conference. It was an international conference, and I learned so much amazing things in terms of, you know, team development, management, um, you know, the needs of the community, how to better help children and their families, connect them to services, um, be mindful of, you know, stressors, work fatigue, um, vicarious trauma. And there was a few things that happened to me at that conference that I've only told a select few people at work, but I want to tell the world because it was amazing. Um, before I left for the conference, I was going through a lot of personal things in my life um, with the friends that are no longer my friends. And I was depressed, I was scared, I was anxious, and I honestly felt the same way that I felt when I was in my abusive relationship. And it hurt, it was painful, and I'm so scared, I was so worried, I was so preoccupied. And I remember one night, uh, I couldn't sleep, and I was just in pain, and I was crying, and 
I couldn't even breathe, and I just remember feeling this hand touch the center of my back. And when I felt the hand touch my skin, I knew who it was. I knew who was there. And it was my mom. When she touched my back, all my pain on my body disappeared. I couldn't even make a sound because I didn't have the strength to say anything. I could feel my body shifting. I could feel my eyes closing. I could feel my heart beating. I can hear my soul resting. And I want to sleep. And I dreamed a dream. And that dream was release. And the reason why I said what happened to me that night is because it's related to the conference. It was the last day of the conference. It was the last guest speaker, the keynote speaker. And when this man was talking, uh, he's the rapping dad on YouTube. I'll, I'll link his stuff down below. But I was so privileged and um, honored to be there at that conference uh, to absorb all the knowledge. But he said so many inspiring things that I remember I my hand was closed like a fist and I could feel my hand but when I was listening to this man I could feel another hand holding my hand and I knew whose hand that was it was my mom's hand she was there and I just felt so much pain but I knew that it was time. I knew that it was time to let her go, to let my pain go. And I told her I love her. And I told her I love her. And I told her I'll never forget her. And I told her I'm okay, that I am safe, and that I am loved, and that I thank you for everything that you did for me. But I have to let you go. I have to let you rest now. Because I'm strong enough to be on my own. To know that I can do this because of everything you taught me. And I said goodbye one last time. And I let go. I let go of my hand. And I was brought back to that moment of listening to this man speak. And I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Words can't even describe how I feel. But from that moment on, the lights have been turned on in my brain. You know, my body, I've felt so in tuned with my body. I have felt so confident with my soul. And things have been improving. You know, my I just took an exam recently for a, the teaching credential program that I want to get into. And... Sorry, I burped. I had lunch a little bit ago. Um, and I didn't feel anxiety when I was taking the test. Like, I felt, like, anxiety building. But I was like, no, you got this. I believe in you. You have confidence. You got this. You know this material. Just relax, take a deep breath, and keep going. If you don't know the answer, skip it and come back to it. 
and I did it. I completed the test, and we'll see what I got. Um, the test results come out in a few days, so I'm anxiously waiting for those. Um, but this year is about growth, and it's about you know respecting myself. And if I need to let go of people, I need to let go of people. It's in, If it's getting in the way of my growth, so be it. So I've just done amazing things, and I can't wait to keep doing amazing things this year. Um, 2019, I really hope to go back to school. Um, I really hope that I can find loving relationships. Um, I hope that the things that I feel for others is reciprocated, and I hope to be in a relationship that I'm happy in all of the time. And I feel like there's growth in the relationship, and that two people can grow together and separately. Um, So that's something that I really crave and really want. I really want those things. And so I just wanted to say, like, with this podcast, it's going to be, like, therapeutic for me. Like, I'm going to talk about things in my life sometimes or some weeks if I have a lot to talk about. If I don't have a lot to talk about in my own life, then, you know, I'll talk about current events. I'll talk about makeup and other stuff that interests me. And right now I have a few articles on my phone that I want to share with everyone out there. (laughs) The first article I found a couple days ago, it was published February 11th on the New York Post, (laughs) and the title reads, Gym Teacher Fired for Playing Fortnite with His Students. Like, oh my god. Talk about boundaries. Um, So this Brooklyn gym teacher wanted to play Fortnite with his students, he loves the game, and he felt that if the students did well in school, that he would play them in a Fortnite match. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god. Like, he literally said, and I quote, um, if you can get this work done, maybe I'll play against you. Like, what? Okay. Um, and it's just like, what? What about parental consent, like what about talking to school officials, talking to administrators, asking them that if this is okay, they're probably going to say no, like it's a violation of like, you know, boundaries, confidentiality, and just like you're there to be their teacher, you're not there to be their friend, so it was weird. One of the 11-year-old kids mentioned that it was unusual to his father, that it was weird that he was playing with his um teacher and the principal found out and the principal was like um no we have to fire you and the teacher the gym teacher was like I never had a write-up in my eight years of teaching um he was resigned he yeah he resigned so that sucks but um he's like the reason being he got fired was he engaged in inappropriate internet contact, which it is inappropriate. That is inappropriate. That's, those are some serious lines being drawn. And as a teacher, as a teacher, I know when those lines need to be um, respected, where it's like, no, there's a line here. There's a boundary. We have to respect the boundary. I cannot do those things. I cannot play Fortnite with you. No, that is not ethical. 
So a Department of Education spokesperson said school employees shouldn't interact with students online except for school-related reasons. And because of that reason, because that the Fortnite wasn't school-related, that is, you know, grounds for termination. Now the teacher's like, I... I cannot believe this. I'm a good teacher. And, you know, if he'll, if he'll get a job, maybe. Maybe he'll get a job, but he can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, I just want to say, vaccinate your children, people. The people that don't vaccinate their children because of, like, oh, my God, if we vaccinate our children, they'll get autism. And I'm just like, why are you stigmatizing autism? Why are you so scared of autism? Okay, autism is an experience. Yes, it is a condition, but we live in a society that needs to be affirming and inclusive for all, regardless of their ability. Okay, we respect everyone and we respect everyone's abilities. Really quick, just want to come on here when I'm editing this episode and make it really clear that vaccinating your kids does not cause autism. I like did not specify that, but vaccinating children does not cause autism. There is numerous studies, numerous research that says that vaccinations do not cause autism. So please vaccinate your children. All right. So you need to vaccinate your children. Um, In Washington County, a quarter of all kindergartners aren't um, immunized. They don't have their vaccines. And now there's a measles crisis in Washington. Measles outbreak in New York and Washington state have public health officials scrambling to contain a disease that was eliminated in the U.S. nearly two decades ago. Because of this growing trend of people not vaccinating their children, now we have a disease that has been eradicated two decades ago. Two decades ago in the United States. Like, come on, children. Like, come, come on, parents. Most of the parents are white. Most of the parents are upper class. Most of the parents think like, oh, th- my child's not going to get measles. Sweetie, they have measles. <laughs> I know that's my opinion. But you need to vaccinate your children. Like, the Federal Drug Administration, or not the Federal Drug Administration, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, um... If it's not the Center for Disease Control, whatever, by um, It says vaccinate your children. Like, what the heck? Washington State declared a public emergency in the wake of an outbreak in Clark County that has infected at least 53 people, mostly children. It's ridiculous. Ugh. I'm just reading the article. Oh. I just see, like, this video of this white mom and this white baby just, like, uh, whoa, all but three states allowed non-medical reasons to skip vaccines. In general, public health departments want to immunize up to 95% of the population against measles to create um, herd immunity. Such widespread vaccination protects against the highly contagious virus, which can be spread through the air, because virus is a viral infection. (laughs) Sorry. It also protects people who are unable to get vaccinated because they have other medical conditions. So that's really important too. 
So state laws generally require parents of school-aged children to show proof of immunization or claim an exemption before beginning school. All but three states, California, Mississippi, and West Virginia. Okay, California, what are you doing? Mississippi, what are you doing? West Virginia, what the heck? Allow parents to reject vaccinations for non-medical reasons, such as religious or personal beliefs. Ugh. According to the National Conference of State Legislators, I mean, I get it. People have these beliefs, but like when it's known to cause fatality and death, you're just going to be like, no, if you die, you die. Like, that's messed up. People don't realize how sick it can make you. Oh, my gosh. I just can't. So vaccinate your children. Okay, I'm going to link a study on the reason why it's important to vaccinate your children. Ugh, look at this. Reported measles cases in the United States. 2010, there were 63. 2014, there were 667 cases in the United States. And then in 2019, there's 79. It's ridiculous. The cases that have reported measles cases is California, Washington, Oregon, Texas, um, New Jersey, Connecticut, some of the states, I don't know, because I, I don't know geography, but it was a mess. So please, please just vaccinate your children. And then officials are saying people aren't scared about measles. It's just that we're largely, it was a largely eliminated disease. Um, we have eliminated the memory of these diseases. People don't realize how sick it can make you. Exactly. They don't... Okay, the reason why a lot of these things still happen is because, oh, it doesn't affect me. I don't see it every day. Since it doesn't affect me, I don't understand the consequences. I don't understand the severity of the consequences, and I don't get it. I don't understand it. So if I don't understand it, I'm not going to educate myself, and if I'm not going to educate myself, I'm not going to worry about it. See? But until it happens to you, like, that's a really shitty argument, but it's like, come on, people. Like, you need to educate yourselves and understand. Like, come on. Jesus. Um, Insects are dying, you know, around the earth because of the, just like the catastrophic like ecosystem the earth has right now because of global warming so this is like insects bees and stuff like ugh. save the bees save the sea turtles which have are not instinct or not sorry not instinct um sea turtles i don't think they're endangered anymore i have to link a study i'm gonna link an article that the findings recently said that like sea turtles have gone from like endangered to like a little bit better than endangered um yeah just it's a mess so please global warming like reduce your carbon footprint like walk don't eat meat every day also when i mean like walk that doesn't mean only walk that just means go outside don't use cars you know have solar panels if you can access solar panels you know you can go vegetarian or have a plant-based diet Whatever works for you and whatever you're able to do to reduce your carbon footprint, great, cool. Just wanted to make sure that I didn't say the only thing you can do is walk because not everyone can walk and we have to respect that. Thanks. 
So I wanted to tell you about another story that I just saw, like, right now. Like, it broke this morning, like an hour ago. Um, and I was talking about the mayor of West Hollywood. And he is basically being accused of sexual harassment. This is not the first time that the mayor of West Hollywood has been um, accused of allegations of misconduct. Uh, Mayor John Duran, I've actually heard him speak once (laughs) um, in a community meeting that I went to recently in downtown LA, and it was talking about safe cities for the United Nations, and it was specifically talking about the transgender, non-binary, gender non-conforming community in Los Angeles, and um, it was a panel discussion on what their concerns are in Los Angeles and, you know, neighboring cities, but how to protect them and what are their concerns and how can we as a society help them um them being the people on the on the panel not them as like saying that from an outsider perspective because i'm someone in the transgender community just wanted to make that clear if someone wanted to clock me can you not um so you know the mayor john duran like he made comments that were super binary and he was like oh we're it's west hollywood we've been known for you know pretty guys and and whatever like strong women or whatever and i'm just like okay yeah so you have like one or two people that you're like wow amazing but like people that live in a city like they're diverse and they come from different places different experiences so they're not all going to be glitters and queerdos (laughs) queerdos i was trying to make like a funny joke about like rainbows but just didn't work so i'm just gonna move on from that um so i guess like he is being accused by another councilman council person, I should say, council person, of looking for sex on the dating app grinder during public meetings. So, you know, on the, while he's getting paid, essentially he's on grinder. Like that's pretty, um, inappropriate, unprofessional. And then I guess even after the city paid, uh, half a million dollars in 2016 to settle a sexual harassment lawsuit brought by Duran's former, uh, council deputy who, Sorry, I literally have hiccups. Um, whom Durant hired after meeting on Grinder, and then having sex with him. Durant was reelected that year. Um, I'm just gonna pull up the article that the LA Times did about sexual scandal um, at West Hollywood City Hall. Sparks call for less Grinder, more respect. Um, let's see. I'm just gonna read through this. So the suit was brought on behalf of Ian Owens, whom Duran hired as his deputy after meeting him on Grindr, the smartphone dating app for gay and bisexual men, and then having sex with him. Um, Now some residents and politicians in this mecca of gay culture and the home of the Sunset Strip counterculture are wondering if City Hall's famously cheeky attitude about sex need to be checked a little bit. Like, check it. Should we check ourselves? Should we adjust? Our policies. Let's see. 
so yeah, I guess Duran back in 2016 had the same allegations of trolling for men on Grinder while in public meetings. So this isn't anything new, and you know, honestly, not surprised. Literally, not surprised. Um, and this is talking about like you know the Me Too movement that happened, and it's kind of like a culture clash. And Duran is quoted publicly saying, um, in this article I was reading it a little bit earlier. If somebody expresses himself or herself sexually, how about themselves? Like, stop being in the binary, uh, first mistake. Negative 500 points there. Um, and then he said, like, if someone expresses himself or herself sexually, that doesn't make it harassment per se. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong, but you also didn't say anything there. People are thinking that anything sexual is harassment because somebody feels it unwelcome. Um, well, if someone feels unwelcomed by that sexual advance, I think they have every right to feel that way. And if someone doesn't know that that doesn't know about that, like, don't pursue that person, don't continue to harass that person. Because harassment, sexual harassment is unwanted advances towards another person, you know, that's consistently, you know, asking them out after they said no, or hitting on them, or flirting with them in in an appropriate way where that person doesn't feel comfortable, okay? So that's the definition of harassment, specifically sexual harassment. And then he said, and I quote, but you have to open your mouth and say, no, I don't want it. Um, Some people don't have the option or the ability to say no. Yes, everybody has a right to say no to something they don't want to do. But we know that saying no isn't always possible. That's why in California, there's a there's affirmative consent law where both individuals have to say yes. You know, they have to communicate yes. Both partners have to do that. That's both partners' responsibilities. Yes, I'm saying this in the context of a relationship, but this is still true when it comes to sexual advances. Like, somebody has to be... Someone has to accept that. That's called consent. Asking for someone's consent if this is okay. And if they don't ask for consent, then there is problems that could come up because we can't read people's minds. We cannot read what's going on in their brain. We have to ask. We have to communicate. We have to talk go off and um, three current um, or former members of gay men's choir have accused Duran the longtime board chairman of crude sexual comments and engaging in unwanted touching like this man is you know has some serious allegations and that what that's what they are their allegations right now, but he's had a history. I mean, the city settled a half a million dollars on this. So if they settled, that means there's something there. If they didn't settle, you know, if then that's something to be said, but they settled. So there's something, you know, whether or not it's on record or not. Um, yeah, just uh, this person, Jason Tong, the reason why I'm saying these people's names is because they're publicly written on a news article, so that's why I'm saying them. If their name wasn't on the article, I wouldn't be saying that, just a disclaimer. So, Jason Tong, 23, who is both a uh, singing member and a part-time employee of the choir, said that in October, Duran came up behind him and put two fingers inside his waistband near his hips in a changing room before show in Glendale. 
Uh, Tong said he turned around and made eye contact with Duran, who silently left the room. I And then Tong said, I sort of went into a shocked state. It all happened very quickly, five seconds or so. I went to the next changing room over and told a couple of my friends what happened. Only then did I realize I have been violated by someone. Exactly. Like, that's not okay. Like, even if it's here or on your ankle or your the, the lower back, like, that's not okay. No one has the right to touch someone without their consent. And then Tong said he was upset. Duran was trying to blame a generational difference. And he's, and Duran said he knows a lot of older gay men who definitely understand the idea of consent. The idea? I'm pretty positive if you, if you understand the idea of something, that doesn't necessarily mean you understand what that thing is. Just because you have an understanding of an idea of an image, of a perception of what it could be, doesn't mean you fully know what it means. Can you define consent? Can you define consent? So that's a mess. Um, So no matter how old you are, it's easy to ask. You know, no matter how old you are, you can ask. That's really important. Yeah, and then this person said, accusations against Duran go beyond gay culture and colorful language. Literally, and I quote, it's his generation that made it possible for me to be an out, proud, liberated, married gay man today, Oliver said, but it's my generation's responsibility to take the lessons that we have learned collectively as a society and bring those to our LGBT community and teach his generation. Exactly. Look at history, learn from history, and then use what you learned to educate that generation and the generations that go even before and after, I should say, (laughs) the generations after ours. Come on. Then a lot of Congress people are calling for his resignation. Yeah, so I just, I can't believe that this is going on for so long. I mean, I can believe it. I understand it. Um, But it's just, a mess. It's just really a mess. And I, and Duran, I guess he dismissed his accusers from the choir. And Duran said before Tong made a complaint, um, he said, I looked him up on Facebook. And of course, he's a skinny Korean kid with pimples on his cheek. Look at this guy. It's just not happening. It's not credible. Like what, Duran? You're not, you, you're basically saying, oh, I can't be attracted to someone like that. They're ugly. They're, you know, they're Korean. Like that's literally racist. This man is racist. Jesus. And then API Equality Los Angeles said that that's victim blaming. Um, and those are some racist, racist statements. And then Asian men have long been discriminated against in gay communities. Like, Jesus. Look at this. And just like Tong was like, I'm not Korean, I'm Chinese. Like, literally, this man. So, Duran, you need to, you know. You need to face this stage and make one final bow and exit. Exit stage left because you're done. You're out. Nobody wants you. Nobody needs you here. It's time for you to resign.
again, these are my opinions. Um, and I just want to say there was also some controversy with RuPaul and the, uh, you know, RuPaul drag. So I guess um, because of Matthew Rodriguez, I love Matthew Rodriguez. He's an amazing journalist. He works for Out Magazine now because Grindr decided to fire their whole staff at Into. Um, so RuPaul's Drag Race, I guess they crowned two queens in the, this is the first time for All Stars. Um, I don't know if it's the first time for all of RuPaul's Drag Race, but I don't, I don't really watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't really support RuPaul, so there's that. Um, and I guess they crowned a, you know, a black queen and a white queen and people are upset because it's like this is the black the first black queen to be crowned but they're not by themselves you know they have to be accompanied with a white person and then it's just like oh their accomplishments are always overshadowed or always in connection to a white person they don't they can't just be like oh this is my accomplishment i did this and so thank you so much uh monet x change. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your uh, name correctly, but good job. Amazing. Go you, queen. Slay. Slay. Like, slay. And haters gonna hate. And you are a queen. You are the reigning queen. Um, if people want to say this is identity politics or whatever, whatever, I just know that based on the community and the outrage that she should have won herself. And this twist or whatever is boring and racist because in order to have a black queen you have to crown a white queen like it talks of, it's basically saying that RuPaul needs to um you know integrate <laughs> you know you know RuPaul take a take a note from Hairspray watch Hairspray see how it's it really needs to be done you watch that movie come back to me I, I know the that movie is problematic I, I get it you know, it didn't age well. I understand. But there's some lessons to be learned. And RuPaul, literally a mess. So we stand Matthew Rodriguez, amazing journalist. Um, yeah, they should win all the Pulitzers in the whole world because they're amazing. Um, and follow them on Twitter because they're really funny. Yeah, so we are wrapping up, folks. We are wrapping up the episode for today. I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that listened all the way through. I know it was an interesting episode, but I really love talking about current events. I really love sharing my opinion because all of these things that I'm talking about today are my opinion. They are no reflection of my job. They're no reflection of my internship. These are solely my opinions. And what I say on this podcast is not a reflection of my work or my education, or anything like that. So don't ever come for me. Don't ever come for me, because that's right there. That's a disclaimer, and it's going to be in the show notes, okay? And all the stories that um, I talked about today, I will put in the show notes, so that way you could fully read them. And, you know, follow me on Twitter, because I'm a tweeting twat twit. And (laughs) follow me on Instagram, um, all of this stuff is in the show notes. Twitter is Lunex Trigato, Instagram Lunex Trigato, site and Instagram for the show, Queer Radio Pod. This has been Lunex Trigato hosting Queer Radio. Um, you can find 
podcasts wherever you find podcasts usually where however you're listening to this now you can subscribe um you can rate the show five stars on itunes because of that capitalistic um (laughs) you know dictatorship uh thank you to anchor that's another sponsor of the show so if you want to create a podcast just listen to my ad download the podcast download the app make a podcast go have fun um, if you are obsessed with makeup, I would definitely recommend ColourPop. They are an affordable makeup brand. And if you want to sign up for ColourPop or, you know, basically want to buy some stuff, you can use my referral link in the description of the show today. I have a referral link. It will save you some coin on checkout. So again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great year and I'll check in with you all soon. Thanks. Bye, queens.